0: the next page flip turn to the next chapter flip turn to the next day flip turn to the next one no. really really
1: welcome to life on 11 podcast i'm destiny
0: and i'm xavier quarterman and welcome to episode 16
1: all right be good yeah, I'm
0: excited about this one. I think like our goal for this one is just kind of be straightforward. Yeah, but we think it's also gonna be really powerful. But before we get into that, like, how was your week?
1: Um, my week was good. Um, I feel like it went by pretty fast mm-hmm. overall. Yeah. Um, I felt really tired though. Yeah, it was like dragging. <laughs> so. Yeah. What about you?
0: My Week was good. It was, it was weird. Like I don't know how it was. And It's kind of just like normal. Yeah. Um. I guess I'm trying to get back into. I feel like it's slowing down work wise. I feel like I need to start getting back into my spaces of like journaling, and kind of just sitting in silence. Because now I've just been kind of been like watching my shows, which isn't bad, but when I not when I haven't um just spent some time to myself, you know. Yeah. Kind of self reflecting. So maybe that's why I'm like oh, I don't even know how I'm doing because I've been on the go so. But, I can't complain though it's been good,
1: yeah, nice,
0: cool. so we can like get into this week's topic, which is getting to the root, yeah um getting in in other words, getting to the root of maybe a trauma you experienced, getting to the root of a certain behavior, getting to the root of a mental illness, getting into the root of anything mm-hmm. um and so. We're just gonna kind of share our experiences. of a bunch of different things out there, but we're gonna share what we kind of do practically, yeah, um, and what we practice a lot,
1: yeah, so um, I know I remember I was reading it was like a couple of days ago mm-hmm. where I was reading this book, and in it it was like like look outside and like how do you feel when you look outside like this the nature of God? amaze you mm-hmm. and it was telling me to like um like pick something so I, I picked a tree
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it said research on a tree and all these things so I did some research on a tree and what really amazed me which I knew but I never about, thought about it mm-hmm. um how a tree starts as a seed mm-hmm. and it becomes this huge thing. Yeah. Like when you water it, when it has the right sunlight, um, or when it rains. Yeah. and Even if you think about a plant, like you make sure you take care of it and yeah. it's in its right conditions to grow properly. Mm-hmm. And that really blew my mind how a tree is so tiny. It's a seed at first. Yeah. But then it grows into this huge thing. Yeah. like if you really think about that but um but i thought it was amazing because i thought about your thoughts um when i think about my thoughts i if i have a negative thought i think about it as a tree like if you're feeding your negative thoughts Mm -hmm. if you're um believing what these negative thoughts are um like you're just feeding into it more and more like feeding it and feeding it yeah um even after weeks after months this thought is be- gonna is going to become big like a tree yeah it's like a tree after weeks after months after years it mm. becomes huge and it's the same thing with our thoughts yeah like if we feed in like i was saying it's going to become huge and the, and you look behind you like you said and it's like whoa like i didn't even know i was doing that yeah and it just becomes a part of you and you believe all those things to be true about yourself yeah so i just thought that that was a crazy like visual yeah of what your thoughts can be
0: no that's negative thoughts that's an amazing visual like honestly i never thought of it that way and it just comes to show like i think i like what you said or how a tree is big as busy as big as big (laughs) (laughs) as big as big
1: <laughs> my God. I said it as today earlier as big
0: as it can get. Um it starts with a seed and it's so small. Mm. And then put in the right conditions with the right amount of sunlight with the right amount of like nutrients and water. It grows and it grows and it grows. And it grows to the point where like like you can start a plant off small and mm. you can uproot it, pull it up. But that's another thing. It's when it's small, I can uproot it easier. Yeah. But it grows mm-hmm. and it grows. Now it's way bigger than me. And now it's this big oak tree. I can't uproot that that easy. Yeah. I need a chainsaw. I might need to call a company now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that's essentially what we're going to get into. Yeah. On how to uproot um certain toxic thoughts that maybe, um and that was given to us in seed form. Maybe it was a thought. Mm-hmm. Maybe somebody said something to us. Maybe it was an experience. Maybe you were cheated on like maybe you something were, you saw. Something you saw. Maybe you you experienced a divorce. Your parents might have divorced. Your friends might have divorced. If mm-hmm. you lost somebody, you're grieving. Like there there's all these forms of seeds. Yeah. Um that if we harbor them and we continue to feed them, if they're toxic, you know, they can grow to be this thing that we just feel like is a part of us. And yeah. now we're kind of like, well, this is just how I am. Mm-hmm. I'm just an angry person. You know, I'm just a super duper sexual person, or I'm—I yeah. can't help but cheat, or I can't help but fight, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're ultimately, we're labeling these big oak trees, yeah, that have grown over time. That I would even cater to, like the fact that maybe an environment of friends—I think that's why we harp on mm-hmm. friendships and relationships because some friendships in your circle water this plant, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So,
1: yeah, and just like um. Like a treat uh something so small, like something that someone tells you mm. like you're saying, like, oh, you're a cheater. Yeah. Or you get so angry, or I'm I'm just like this. Yeah. Like those are seeds that are planted and you keep telling yourself that it's become it's gonna become big and yeah. it's just gonna become your life.
0: Yeah. Like so. I even think of like I know I'm very sensitive to um what people might say about my daughter.
1: Mm-hmm. Like I
0: know for kids, we like to be like, oh my God, they you you're just so bad. You're so dramatic, or mm-hmm. you're being so extra, or you're so stupid, or you're so dumb. Yeah. Or girl, you bad. You 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 know, you're spoiled. Like these kids like they're processing that, like you're giving them seed, mm-hmm. even in a, you know, an infant form. Like I'm always careful of what I say and speak over her and what others speak over her. Yeah. Because at some point that can be a seed that grows. Like I've seen we just heard of a scenario of a kid um a friend of ours family member or he's a kid Mayor 11 and he's just always told he was bad mm-hmm. you so bad you're bad but and he just got suspended for almost trying to burn down a school yeah and so but it's like you can get mad at the kid or you can get mad at the fact that this is a seed you planted in him and every time you reiterated that phrase you were you were uh you were given that seed like life. Yeah. You were given an energy to continually grow to the point of like, once I see grows to a certain part, it becomes your behavior it becomes how you talk. Mm-hmm. It becomes part of, you know, how you are. So, yeah. So let's like, so it's like, let's help people. Let's start off with yeah. a scenario like of how and what it looks like for, um, how we would practically want to get through root. And, and honestly, it's just being honest with yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. That's
0: going to be the hardest part. Would yeah. you agree?
1: Yeah, I would agree.
0: It's the hardest part. And then finding a place to, um, we recommend a journal or your phone, mm-hmm. somewhere where you're comfortable, and just being real with yourself. And it's a process. You don't get it on the first time, right? Yeah. But it's the process of being real with yourself and identifying. So we're going to do like a little example. Mm-hmm. And.
1: All right. So you say what we're going to be talking about.
0: Okay. So, in this scenario, I'm a person. uh, I grew up. I often, I experienced rejection. um, Maybe rejection from my parents, Mm. in a way, not intentionally. Um, Dad worked a lot. Mom was always busy because they had to provide, so I was always home alone by myself. I experienced being backstabbed by friends. I was broken up with several times by my girlfriends. I was cheated on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and now i'm in my 20s okay this is not me by the way
1: yeah <laughs> okay a scenario
0: scenario so we're just gonna give a scenario if i was this person if i'm sitting down what conversation would i have with myself to identify this route
1: so what have you experienced or struggled with over the years
0: i just struggle i feel like you can't trust nobody like people like are fake like that people backstab you
1: why do you feel like you can't trust anyone or people backstab you? I
0: just feel like, man, people are fake. Like, people like they're not trustworthy no more. Like everyone's just out for themselves and it's like I've been rejected. Like I've trusted people in the past and I've gotten burned every single time.
1: So how were you rejected?
0: It was like one moment you act like you care for me, like you're gonna be there for me. Um, and then when I need you, like like they leave, like they're not even there or like mm. they like turn their back on me, you know?
1: So how does it feel when people do that to you or have, how does it feel when people have done that to you?
0: Yeah, like it hurts, like it makes me feel like I'm not like worthy mm. of like love and like it just feels like rejection. Like I feel like I got to be tough. Like I I can't like have a soft spot for anybody anymore. Like I got to be tough, got to be hard.
1: Do you remember, like, when this, from what you can remember, do you know when it happened?
0: I mean, like, growing up, like, my parents, like, they, you know, they both worked a lot. And so, like, I was always, like, kind of by myself. And so I would, like, I was just hanging out with the people that was around. You know what I'm saying? And it was just like, well, this is the only thing I have. Like, let me just be around these people. And so...
1: So your parents not being around, how did it make you feel?
0: I guess that made me feel a little rejected. Yeah. So and there it is. There's boom. the root. Boom. So, the re- So in that scenario, mm-hmm. it wasn't the relationships. Yeah. It wasn't the friends. It wasn't the people. It was the fact that as a young kid, I experienced rejection. Mm-hmm. And so that was always the scenario that I unconsciously put myself in. Yeah. And so now that I've found the root of Mm -hmm. that, now I have the tools, I have the knowledge, and I have the willpower to recreate Mm -hmm. that scenario for myself. Yeah. That was really good.
1: Yeah, so basically the root was you feeling rejected when you were younger. Mm Mm-hmm. And you know the friendships and the people you're around were just a product of what you were experiencing. Like it kind of enhanced it. Yeah. But you found the root because when you were younger, you were felt rejected by your parents. Yeah. Like they were never home. Yeah.
0: So and I think when you do that, one you could forgive those people mm-hmm. because they were only uh, characters in in the play of rejection that you were going to create regardless because that's what you knew. Yeah. And then in a scenario, like as of what we learn is that our parents often mirror and reflect what was given to them. Mm-hmm. So then you step back and if you can, and what we learn, like you learn like ask your parents questions and sometimes we can't do that. Right. And that's a yeah. whole nother podcast. But when you end up hearing your parents' story, you recognize like, Oh, they were me. Mm-hmm. like their parents did the best they could and they did the best they could yeah you know but and so i think when you do that you get the grace to be like man like mm-hmm. this is none of our faults yeah this is all a learning curve and then you provide a greater scenario for your children or your friends or your family whatever
1: yeah i agree with that for sure um so i guess we can share like some personal. Mm -hmm. like roots and how we've gotten or some personal things that we went through yeah and how we got to the root
0: yeah
1: um so i guess i can start okay so for me i um i've shared this before but kind of want to go a little bit deeper Mm -hmm. um i struggled with insecurity even to like me being an adult Mm -hmm. maybe like even like a year ago yeah um and I even have my moments now. But anyway, how I've dealt with insecurity and gotten to the root is I had to be very intentional um, about what I was thinking in moments. So I had to like mm-hmm. be intentional about going back in time and figuring out why as an adult am I feeling like I have to wear tighter clothes? Yeah. Why do I have to, why do I, why do I not like how certain jeans look on me? Or, yeah. um, when I'm wearing shorts, why am I looking at my butt and seeing if it looks good? Yeah. And when I think about, um, as I was younger, like core moments where people have said like, oh, you're, you're skinny. Like you mm-hmm. have no butt or, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to go back and think of all those moments where people have said stuff. And um, I think it started maybe in, from what I remember, maybe, like, middle school. Like, Mm -hmm. where people started saying, like, oh, like, um, you're skinny. Or even people saying things about other people. Like, oh, she has a big butt. Or big butts are the thing. Or whatever it was. And I look at... um, Or I thought about myself and I'm like, well, I don't have a big butt. So like what does that make me? Is it not attractive? Yeah. So I had to go back to those core moments. And um now as I got older, I was like, Well, I believed all those things to be true about myself, but they're not true. Yeah. Those were all lies to make me feel insecure and Mm -hmm. um you know, not love myself. Yeah. So when I dug deep into those things Um, that's what really helped me. And also praying, asking God to help me forgive people Mm -hmm. for saying things or, um, talking about me, like whatever it was, I had to forgive people. And the biggest thing was forgiving myself. Yeah. That was probably the hardest because all these years I've treated myself so bad and Mm -hmm. said so many bad things about myself. Um, because I believed those lies over the years. Yeah. So, I think getting down to those roots and it's really made me like this confident woman now yeah. to where if I do have a moment I'm like, "Oh, this is where it started." So, yeah. it's not true. So, now I'm good. Yeah. And I could just move on with my day. Yeah. So, yeah. It feels good and I I really hope that people like wanna find these root things and yeah. like get to the root of why they act a certain way, or yeah. you know, treat people a certain way, like whatever the case. Yeah, but yeah, what about 100% you? Hundred
0: percent. Thanks for sharing that. That's very vulnerable, and I'm um, so appreciate yeah. you sharing that story. Um, for me, like I'll share, um, the lifelong journey of finding healing from porn,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and notice I wanted to intentionally use the language, not like being set free or clean. Mm -hmm. I want to use the word healing from porn yeah. because I was exposed to it. Long story short, I was exposed to it at a young age. And so um, it was one of those things where it just became a habit throughout the years. Like, and it got to the point, like I knew it was wrong. Like they didn't talk about it in church, but I knew it was wrong. And so, I mean, I went to so many altar calls. Some people, people called out in church. I go up to the front crying Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't repent it, ask for forgiveness a million times. I didn't read books, which all these things aren't bad, um, but they weren't getting to the root of it. Yeah. They were addressing the symptom, and it was like I shared maybe a a, a episode or two ago about the book "You Got Me Wild at Heart" um and "Father by God," where he talks about how um porn isn't the issue; mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a wound issue, and so. When I looked at it from that point of view, I'm like, oh, like, so this is not just about having good behavior. This is not about being a good person.
1: Mm-hmm. It's not
0: about suppressing, you know, like something I want to do. Like, yeah, it's something deeper. And when I looked at it like that, then I think the digging started. Mm-hmm. And so it got to the point where I am I started paying attention to when I felt urges mm-hmm. and not even just was porn, like even just sexual urges the the urge to act out sexually, you know, whether I was in a relationship at the time or whether I wasn't. And I found the common thing was it was whenever I experienced a sense of failure Mm. or hopelessness or inadequacy. Mm -hmm. And as a male, we're not taught and given the tools to deal with those uncomfortable emotions. Yeah. You know, that's why 70% of suicides are males. Like, Majority of prisons have males in it because I feel like we just tough everything out, or we pacify it with something. Mm. We, you know, like, or we just—you gotta be tough. Like, I don't bother you, but that's that's why we have such a high rate of addictions. And so, being that, I'm like, man, like, that's the only way I felt like I couldn't. It'll take a whole podcast to cover the fact that a lot, one of the things that men use to pacify wounds is sex. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't go on and on about that. Yeah. No. And yeah, I'm gonna leave that alone. But so yeah, and because that was me, mm-hmm. I get it. Like, and so when I started digging, and I started asking myself real questions, like, why am I watching this? And I never forget my mentor asked me. Um, I, he threw me so far off. He said, <laughs> I remember talking to him about like, man, I'm struggling. He's like, what type of porn you watch? Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the? What you mean, <laughs> bro? Hold on now. And I was like, and I was like, you know what? I I didn't I think I did answer him. I don't remember if I answered or not. Mm -hmm. But I know I answered myself. And when I looked back like at what I was viewing, it was all connected to how I was emotionally wounded. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. And to be quite frankly, if we ever did a full episode on porn, porn is never just sex. Mm -hmm. It's always these scenarios it's always uh a scene it's always like it's never just people having sex it's always yeah. different scenarios because people don't watch porn for sex people watch porn because they're emotionally wounded mm-hmm. or they're experiencing some type of some type of pain and hurt and we cater to those wounds un- subconsciously and so that's another topic as well yeah and so i found that pattern and when that when i seen that pattern i said oh my god i'm coming to this because I long for affirmation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I long to be affirmed, and I long for. I found that I was longing for a, a motherly affirmation, mm-hmm. and then I had to dig on that. Like my mom did a great job raising me. My mom was amazing. I wouldn't trade her for the world. She grew up in a rough environment.
1: Yeah. She
0: grew up. My my grandpa, my grandma, like they're from Alabama. I mean, you're talking of the 40s, 50s, 60s. So it was like, you got whooped a lot. You got hit. My grandpa is tough. You know what I'm saying? So he was really, uh, even now, he's really tough. He's really hard on everybody. Mm -hmm. And so I can imagine that was the affection my mom received. And I think my mom did, did a really great job. But I think in some areas where I was still long for motherly affirmation. And I found that at the root, at the core, I didn't want to watch porn at the root, at the core. I didn't want to seek that through sex. I wanted to find and receive affirmation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I wanted to know that I was good enough, Yeah, that I was strong, that I was, I'm secure as a male. I was looking for that. And it could have just been, oh, well, I just, I'm just sexual. I'm just horny. I just, mm-hmm. I just need to sleep with a bunch of girls. I just need to watch a lot of porn. And truth be told, it, was, it had nothing to do with that. Yeah. And once I came to that conclusion, I had the tools and the power to now change that narrative because now I know what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. I don't have to ignorantly go seeking those things Yeah, and never coming out with what I'm looking for. And so that is a story that, I mean, that's something that took years and years and years. Yeah. But once I looked at it and that's why at the end I say I was healed mm-hmm. from porn because it was when I found healing and was able to dig for the root that I can uproot it, you know, and plant something new.
1: Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that story. Yeah, <laughs>
0: Never shared it like that before, but I, it was good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I guess we kind of just want to leave people with what can help. Mm-hmm. Um, Like, what are some things that you think can help people or they can kind of put into action?
0: Yeah. I think I know not everybody journals. Mm-hmm. I get that. But if you can find some type of way to document what's in your head, document what's in your mind, document like certain thoughts, document certain experiences, document stuff that like maybe that just comes across your mind that may have happened to you, like Mm
1: -hmm. whether that's
0: in your notes, they have, they have journal, um, apps. If you like using your phone, they also just got notes. I do notes.
1: You can voice memo, voice
0: memo. That's a big one. And then, me, if you're like me, I just like paper and pen. Like, I love Mm -hmm. journaling, just paper and pen, and just finding, getting in the habit of learning to be real with yourself. If you just did that, honestly, you'd be surprised at what you'll learn about yourself and the freedom you'll begin to experience. Yeah. You know, from that. What are, what is something you recommend or like a tool?
1: Um, I mean, I would, I know everybody doesn't do this, but praying Mm
0: -hmm. to God
1: and, um, cause I kind of literally talk to him all the time. Mm -hmm. I just say random things like,
0: yeah.
1: and when I am going through, you know, a hard day or something or a thought comes up or a negative thing comes up, I say it out loud to him just to get it out. Yeah. And that's literally me praying. Yeah. And like, you don't have to get down on your knees and put worship music on and stuff. Like you can just if you're driving in the car, just talk. Yeah. Um, that's something that I do and that's something that helps. Uh journaling has helped me. Even yeah. talking to someone like a professional yeah. or mm-hmm. um someone or like a mentor. Yeah. Whatever the case. Um just getting those things out.
0: Yeah. Um I also think about um there's an exercise out there. I mean, people call it a 15-minute exercise, but it can be however long you want. You put a timer on your phone for, like, say, 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes. And within that time span, you allow yourself to feel, mm. like, unfiltered. Yeah. So whether that's grief, pain, anger, rage, sadness, mm. depression, anxiety, one thing we learn is that these are all warning signals. Depression, anxiety are warning signals. They're not, they're not your your end all be all. Mm -hmm. Like it's not just I'm like this. These are warning signals to something deeper going on, right? Like it's a warning signal for a root that's going on. So you set that timer, and then when that timer goes off, you stop. You put it away, and you don't go back to it. Yeah. But it's giving you that space to do that, and I can't tell you how great of a tool that's been for me, especially with the miscarriage, mm-hmm. um, like last Christmas around that time came, like I just had to go in the room and I just had to feel, I mean, I did it for more like an hour, but, <laughs> yeah. um, so I think that's a good tool too. Mm-hmm. And I also think it's very, very important to, um, create reconceptualized thoughts. Once you get to the root, what is your new narrative? Like, what is the new thought that you want to grow? Mm -hmm. What is the new tree? Like, you get that seed. What is that new thought you want to continue to, like, to feed? Like, I think that's just as important as finding the root. Like, it's dangerous to find the root and then to not have a reconceptualized or renewed thought to build off of. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, and I was going to say, like, um, even writing down good things, too. Oh, yeah. Not just everything negative, but write down something good that happened every day or like, even if you had, like, a funny moment by yourself, like, yeah. just write it down. Yeah. And, you know, maybe those could be your new thoughts or, you know. Yeah.
0: So. You're, you're teaching yourself how to think positively. Yeah. I think that's great. I had a gratitude journal, and it made you jot down five things you're grateful for every day. Mm. Um, And then it was, like, three things good about yourself. It's tough to write good stuff about yourself sometimes, low key. Yeah. Like, I found that was difficult, but it helps create a language that mm-hmm. would, you know, create positive thoughts and stuff like that towards yourself, so.
1: Yeah, that's good. Writing down good things about yourself. Yeah. That, that's tough.
0: <laughs> that's tough. So, um, and we hope that you guys got something out of this. I know we usually go like 50, we've been going 50 to 60 No, minutes. this
1: is fine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, this is perfect. Um. But we hope that you got some tools out of this. And listen, like, you know the pattern that you've been experiencing lately. You know that you've, man, I've been feeling angry. I've been, like, getting pissed off lately. I've been going zero to ten on everybody. Like, you know the traumatic things that have happened to you. You know, like, the anger. You, You know yourself. And so we don't have to sit here and name out specific details and scenarios. Like, you know that thing, like, love yourself enough to be like, all right, you know what, I'm going to stop flicking everybody off in traffic. What's the real, you know, Mm -hmm. let me sit down and be like, what's really going on?
1: Yeah.
0: And, like, really seek out, you know, what that root is. Yeah. And when you find that, you find that root, you find that freedom, and now you're empowered to change that narrative, you know, so
1: and just want to say it's not easy no at all like we make it sound like it's so simple and Mm -hmm. but you know you can like struggle with one thought for months yeah and you have to continue to try to replace it with a good thought yeah and you know it does take time but it's definitely worth you know what's to come in the future yeah like, it's definitely worth being happy, being confident in yourself, mm-hmm. and just loving who you are.
0: Yeah. One so. thing I, I think both of us love the saying of is feeling is healing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so when you start to feel, you know, negative emotions or feelings when you're going through these things, you're in the right place at the right time. Like, you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Like the fact that you're feeling is healing. Just like you can't go to the doctor and get surgery on something that they haven't found or diagnosed. Like they have to be able to get to the root of it. Like if it's Mm -hmm. a cancer or if it's tumor or something like they have to be able to remove that root, like that thing that's causing the sickness. And so we encourage you. Like, I know we like to label sadness, uh, depression and, and, and feeling down. Um, as negative emotions they're bad but in the process of healing they're actually good mm-hmm. because it's a sign that you're getting closer and closer to a sensitive place or a place of pain yeah and so in a way like that's almost like what you want to embrace mm-hmm. you know it'd be different if was like All right, i ain't feeling nothing you now. yeah oh, and yeah. even
1: like if you're having like if a thought comes up let's say like a negative thought comes up like don't ignore it and be yeah. like oh whatever like if you don't have the time, like write it down really quick in your phone or whatever, and come back to it later. Yeah. Like don't keep ignoring it, cause that's how, um, that's how we we're talking about like the seed, how it grows and grows. Mm-hmm. Like when you do that, when you when you ignore the negative thought, and like put it to the side, it grows into something worse. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. good. I think one of the last thing I will probably say is which I just learned from when you shared the tree analogy is you, you have that seed and we know how we water a seed, like in our mind, like we get a thought, we, we harbor on it. We think about it. Mm-hmm. We like talk about it. We act on it and it grows.
1: Or we just leave it there. Or we and just it, leave it there.
0: Yeah. And I think the other, the other side of it too is our people around us watering or you know, are they watering that thought? Are mm-hmm. they watering that seed?
1: Are they affirming it? Yeah,
0: like <laughs> if you don't feel like you're worthy of love, are you with some? Are you finding yourself with somebody, or you're around certain friends who reflect that same attitude? Mm-hmm. Like, they you know, that in a sense is you're they watering the seed as well, and that goes back to like the importance of your circle. You know, like we're we're like very intentional, like with hanging around other couples who want their marriages to grow, you know, who want to, to, you know, raise their children, love their children. And when we're around them, that's being watered because that's what we want to do. And so when I'm with my boys, like, we're talking about that, like we're feeding each other and I've been in other environments. So It's like, eh, but I'm like locked down, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, "Uh, nah, I don't, I don't want to go home feeling like I'm locked down. I'm not locked down. I'm happily married. You know what I'm saying? Just like that. It doesn't matter how strong you are. Mm -hmm. You're always limited. And and un un and uh, vulnerable to mm-hmm. you, you know what's around you, yeah. And so that's some good stuff, babe. I appreciate the vulnerability.
1: Yeah, same.
0: And um, I like hope people can get something out of this. And like, we'd love to hear feedback. Or if it's you can't do it, or you still got questions, like like free for to hit us up. And how can they contact us, babe?
1: Yeah. So you can DM us on Instagram at Life on Eleven Podcast, um, and email us. Um, any questions you have or feedback or yeah. you want to know more at life on 11 podcast at gmail.com. Um, so yeah, we thank y'all for always tuning in and supporting us and we'll see y'all next week. Love y'all. See y'all, love y'all.